0: Section 98 of China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Hawaii in January 2018. The World's Story, Volume 1 China, Japan, and the Islands of the Pacific. Edited by Eva March Section Ninety Eight, Long Spears or Short Spears, by Walter Denning. The Tokichi of this story is the famous Japanese general Hideyoshi, the editor. Once it happened that Nobunaga gave a feast to his chief retainers, and in the course of conversation spoke as follows weapons of war have changed from age to age in very ancient times bows and arrows were all the fashion then spears and swords came into use and recently guns are all the rage these weapons all have their advantages but i intend to make the spear the weapon on which to rely in battle now as you know there are some who advocate the use of long spears and others who prefer short ones i should like to hear what you mr Mondo, have to say on this point Mondo, in a most pompous manner commenced thus to state his opinion to me it seems there can be no difference of opinion as to short spears being preferable to long ones when thrust into an opponent's body they enter with great strength when flourished about in self-defence they can be moved rapidly and when an enemy comes to close quarters whereas nothing can be done with a long spear a short one can be wielded at will that weapon which can be moved about with the greatest freedom to suit the exigencies of the occasion is surely the best in my idea therefore no spear should be longer than eight feet nobunaga being in the habit of using a spear about eighteen feet long felt disconcerted as he listened to these remarks but since they proceeded from the lips of a professor of the art of spear exercise in his own employ he did not care to reply to them in person looking around he saw tokichi Hideyoshi coming in and without telling him what had happened turned to him and said ah tokichi come here which is to be preferred a long spear or a short one why ask me such a question replied tokichi then pointing to mondo he continued here is a man who is versed in these matters consult him no no replied nobunaga to-day every one is to give his opinion on the subject so just say what you think will you well then replied tokichi i will long spears are the better of course what are you talking about exclaimed mondo burning with rage am i not employed by lord oda nobunaga for the special purpose of giving instruction in spear exercise and have i not decided that short spears are the better you have the audacity to assert the opposite i don't suppose you know anything about the matter but if you do i should like to know your reasons for the assertion you have made i do not pretend to be versed in the matter replied tokichi but as i was commanded by the baron to say what i think and since i am decidedly of the opinion that long spears are the better surely i am not to be blamed for saying so without waiting for him to finish his reply mondo who was growing more and more angry came close to him and pushing him as he spoke again asked what is your reason for saying that long spears are the better all i know is that a long spear reaches a long way and therefore is better than a short one replied Tokichi. you cannot decide the matter in this summary manner replied mondo you should not talk such nonsense in the presence of the baron please in future be more careful what you say was i not commanded by lord oda to speak my mind on the subject asked tokichi you cannot have every one thinking alike on such matters you hold that short spears are the best but other persons are evidently of a different opinion or there would be no long spears used in the country for a man that professes to be a teacher of spear exercise to take such a narrow view of things is extremely absurd Having had experience in the matter, replied Mondo, I speak as one that knows, and I am not theorizing like you. Here Nobunaga interposed. You two may go on forever like this without settling anything. Suppose we put the matter to a practical test. Do you each take command of fifty soldiers? And for three days let them be instructed in the use of your respective spears after which you shall all meet and fence and we will see who gets the best of it the leaders agreed but none of the soldiers wished to belong to tokichi's side what does he know about spear exercise said they of course he will be beaten nobunaga seeing this commanded that lots be drawn and that the men on whom the lots fell should fence on Tokichi's side. Mondo was much pleased with the arrangement made. "'We shall soon see what this fellow's theories are worth,' said he. He instructed his fifty men day by day, telling them how to turn aside the thrusts of their foes, and how to get into close quarters with them and render their long spears useless but they being novices at the art made little progress mondo seeing this grew very angry with them and mingling blows with abuse tried to frighten them into acquiring the art but all to no purpose they became utterly sick of the whole thing and did nothing but complain of their ill luck in being chosen to fight on mondo's side tokichi gathered his men together and addressed them as follows we have been commanded by our lord to try whether long spears are not better than short ones by fencing with mondo and his men as nobunaga is of opinion that long spears are the better and i think so too of course we shall conquer if you do not know already it is impossible that in the space of three days you can learn how to use a spear so what you would better do is to make up your minds that you will fight together provided you obey orders and keep together you may use your spears any way you please dash at mondo's men and hit them about anyhow and they will give in as today is the first day of our preparation for war we should better propitiate hachiman by making some offerings to him here tokichi caused food and sake to be presented to hachiman these he afterwards took and handed around to his men who after having thoroughly regaled themselves went home thinking that their leader was a very jolly fellow the next day tokichi divided his men into three bands consisting of two bands of sixteen men each which were to approach the enemy from the right and another of eighteen men which was to advance from the centre i will give the word of command said he do you all obey orders promptly he then feasted them again and after praising them for the attention which they had paid to what he had said sent them home the next day he spent a short time in ordering them about they obeyed his commands with great promptness so after giving them another good meal he said to-morrow is the day of trial remember you are to make up your minds not to be beaten no fear they replied those fellows won't stand a chance before us while on their way home at sunset they fell in with mondo's men well how are you getting on they inquired mondo's men all began to grumble we have only just finished our drill said they from morning to night every day we have been at it mondo hardly gives us time to get our lunch we are utterly worn out with fatigue and hunger and our limbs are stiff with using the spear. How it will fare with us tomorrow, goodness knows. We are in no condition to fight. A hard life of it we warriors have to pass, sure enough." The next day Tokichi reported to Nobunaga that his men had been duly trained, and he was prepared to meet Mondo and his party nobunaga had great confidence in tokichi's superior intelligence and felt sure that by some means or other he would outwit mondo so he gave orders for the preparation of a large fencing ring and decided that the match should take place that same day the contest commenced in the customary way the sound of the drum being the signal for the onset to begin at the command of tokichi the eighteen men appointed to face the central part of the enemy's force advanced with spirit and all together mondo's men had not been drilled to combined effort and so when they were suddenly set upon by these eighteen men they lost their heads and while they were in a state of confusion tokichi commanded the right and left wings to advance to the attack which being done all mondo's men were driven from the position they had occupied While this was going on, Mondo was engaged in giving orders to individual men as to how they were to ward off the blows of their opponents, but as they knew nothing of the art of fencing, and were bewildered by the combined attack of their foes, his commands were not obeyed. While he was considering what to do, the drum sounded for the fight to cease. Mondo, overcome with remorse, begged Nobunaga to allow him to try a second time. Tokichi on being consulted as to this said certainly there is no saying how many times one may have to fight an enemy i am ready to fight any number of times on the renewal of the contest mondo encountered another defeat and this time tokichi by a stratagem surrounded all his opponent's men so that they could not move forward or back Nobunaga, seeing the skill with which Tokichi gave orders, determined to employ him as one of his generals. The fencing being over, Nobunaga called Mondo and Tokichi and addressed them as follows. The contest you have had today has been no real test as to which spear is the better, the long or the short one. As Tokichi is skillful in maneuvering troops, he has come off victorious. If the contest had depended on Mondo's use of the spear, of course it would have been otherwise. All that has happened has been a fight between a number of unskillful men. So you two have no reason for bearing any ill-will to each other." Here they returned to their homes. Mondo's angry feelings had been somewhat appeased by Nobunaga's remarks, but he still thought that Tokichi ought to be humbled in some way or other so knowing that sakuma and shibata two of nobunaga's chief vassals looked with envious eyes on tokichi's rapid promotion he determined to unite with them in concocting something that would tend to lower tokichi in the eyes of his master in the meanwhile tokichi's suspicions in reference to mondo began to be aroused he bore in mind mondo's assertion that he had come from But to Tokichi his language and manners appeared unlike those of a man who had come from a distant province. Might he not be a spy from some neighboring enemy of Nobunaga? In order to find out who he was, Tokichi summoned from his native village of Nakamura a man called Yasuke. Him he ordered to become Mondo's servant and to watch his movements closely. While this was taking place, Mondo, Sakuma, and Shibata were consulting together as to how they should get rid of Tokichi. Mondo suggested that, as there had been a controversy about the spears, and subsequently a match to test their merits, he should ask Nobunaga to allow him and Tokichi to have a fencing match. And then, said he, during the match I will kill him. This plan met with the approval of the other two nobunaga being asked to allow the match to be held called tokichi and consulted him about it tokichi immediately accepted mondo's challenge before the fencing commenced they each agreed that whoever was defeated should become the servant of the victor mondo though confident of victory was no match for tokichi who was extremely proficient in all the military arts of those days Overcome with shame, Mondo bowed his head and offered to become his adversary's servant. According to the agreement made, Mondo, interposed Nobunaga, you are to become Tokichi's follower, and see to it that you bear no malice in your heart on this account. Tokichi bade Mondo come to his house that evening, saying that he had something he wished to say to him. On his arrival tokichi spoke to him as follows my getting the best of the contest today is something that i never expected i hope that you will not on this account harbour any ill feelings toward me although an ignorant man i have intelligence enough to see that in most matters you are extremely shrewd and that your skill in the art you profess is very considerable i am anxious that your powers should be employed in effecting what is good and not what is bad my saying today that you should become my servant was not said in pride my object in making you a servant was that i might have an opportunity of correcting what is wrong in you as i am thus dealing honestly with you and telling you the real truth i trust that you will hide nothing from me you are not from chugoku but are no other than a spy of saito sent here to watch for an opportunity of killing nobunaga Tokichi now produced the letter which Yasuke had seized, that contained a clear reference to the plot, and then continued, "And this you deem acting faithfully to your master, do you? You may call it loyalty, but it is a loyalty which should not be practised. Without asking whether a master is virtuous or not, a fool or a wise man, obedient to the laws or not, to expend effort in furthering this course is the height of folly." may get a kind of reputation by doing this but what is it worth mondo was utterly taken aback by these revelations and did not know what to say in reply after thinking over the matter a little this man is too much for me he said to himself he outwits me in everything even my plot against nobunaga has not escaped his notice then turning to tokichi he exclaimed you astound me by your sharpness it is as you say and as my contemplated crime is discovered please do cut off my head and take it to nobunaga nobunaga has no wish to kill you or he would have done it before replied tokichi you are serving a wicked master a man who has been guilty of parenticide and this being so in serving him you are offending against heaven Your life Nobunaga does not seek, but your reform he does. If you will give up serving this wicked man, and enlist in the service of Lord Oda, then I have orders from him to deal leniently with you. Mondo, still more impressed by this treatment, agreed to follow Tokichi the rest of his days. Whereupon Tokichi took Mondo to Nobunaga, and told him what had happened, and Mondo swore fealty to his new master. Being thoroughly acquainted with Saito's affairs, subsequently, when Nobunaga made war on that baron, he rendered him great assistance. Here again, Tokichi displayed that magnanimity which distinguished his whole career, and the testing of the spears proved to be the means of revealing the respective characters of the two men that wielded them. End of section 98.